Well, my name is Haley Bowen, and I'm on staff here at Destiny. Pastor is him and his family have been ministering in England, and they'll be back next Sunday. So I just want to say thank you, Pastor and Tracy, for the opportunity to let me speak with you guys. But I'm glad, like you, um, embraced the storm. It's calmed down. In first service, it was rough. Like, I go outside, I'm like, it's hailing. It's like 40-mile-per-hour winds. What's going on? And I was just starting to become distracted. And the Lord is like, it doesn't matter. Just focus on me. And so I'm ready just to dive in. We are in our Forgiven and Forgiving series, and I'm going to be primarily focusing in 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to be speaking about Paul, Paul the Apostle. A lot of us know about Paul, right? This was this amazing man who was on fire for Jesus, and all he wanted to do was share the good news of Christ. It didn't matter what he faced, what he walked through, what persecution he faced. He was just wanted to live for Jesus and Jesus only. But how many know Paul has a past, right? How many of you have a past? Amen. Same. I do, for sure. Paul has a past, and before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. And when he was Saul, hated Christians. He persecuted Christians. He didn't have a godly perspective. He had an unloving perspective towards Christians. But how many know when he encountered Jesus, his perspective completely changed. And the moment Saul encountered Jesus and he opened his eyes toward Jesus, his whole life changed. Not just his name, but his whole entire life changed and he began to live completely devoted to Jesus. And pastor says this all the time and it's your first blank. Nothing can help you when your thinking is wrong, but nothing can stop you when your thinking is right. When Saul was thinking was off, when he had the wrong perspective, when he wasn't focused on Jesus, nobody could help him. The only person who could help him was Jesus. And when he met with Jesus, and when Jesus opened his eyes to new things and to a new way of living, nothing could stop him. Nothing could get in his way to live a life completely devoted to Jesus. When you put your focus on Jesus, the atmosphere of your life will change. When you put your focus on Jesus, the atmosphere of your life will change. And that is what this world needs. They need the atmosphere of our life to change so they can see the love of Jesus through our surrendered, available lives. And that brings me to my title. It's through his eyes. Through his eyes. It's not through our eyes. The moment, you know, Saul's eyes were opened to what Jesus had for him. That's what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to open our eyes. He's wanting it to be his vision, not our vision. He wants us to do what he has called us to do, not what we have called ourselves to do. And that's why we have to take the focus off of ourselves and always put it back on him. And I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4 through 18. As I read this, it's a lot, but it, oh, it's just so amazing. I've just been, as I was preparing for this message and going over my notes, I felt like God was just saying, just go over the scripture. And I just kept reading over the scripture over and over again. Because how many know it's not about me? It's not what I need to say. It's what he needed to say. And I feel like God is just done with performance. This world is over fake Christian and over performance. It's about Jesus and Jesus only. And so just listen to the word of God 
as I read this. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is in the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Our great power is from God, not from ourselves. It's not about us. It's not about the person on the platform. It's not about the man or woman who is speaking or the microphone. It's about God and God only. And sometimes we can be so focused on the person. And when that person offends us or when they mess up, we're like, we give up all hope and all faith. And that's when we need to shift our focus back on Jesus, knowing that the power only comes from him and not from us. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit, and God's grace reaches more and more people. There will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, for our present troubles are small, but they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us glory that vastly outweighs them, and they will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. How many know it's so easy to lose your focus and put it on yourself or other people? It's so easy just to get caught up in the things of this world in everyday life. And it says, for the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we can't see will last forever. God wants us to have an eternal perspective, a godly perspective. But you know, if you lose your focus, if you mess up, guess what? God is a forgiving God. He's a gracious God. He is a loving God. It says your spirit is renewed 
every single day. Maybe on the way here, you know, you lost your focus and your perspective was way off because you're frustrated with your kids or with your significant other. But you know what? God forgives you. He cares about you. He loves you. When your perspective is off, your focus can shift. When your perspective is off, your focus can shift. And generally for the negative, I just am always reflecting on my past. I know I will never go back to my past, but it's always good to humble yourself and to think where God has rescued you from. Like Paul had to humble himself all the time, like, look where God brought, look what God brought me out of. And I was just thinking about my past and Ooh, just seeing my best friend on the front row where she was there with me in the middle of some of my darkest times and we faced so many things together and just seeing her here now just shows how good God truly is. But I was just in this place. You know, I, most of you know I grew up here. I graduated 11 years ago. I'm getting old. But, um, and... Uh, my senior year, I remember Pastor, he, was, he wanted me to be a part of Master's Commission. And Master's Commission was like a more intense version of internship. It was extreme. And he's like, I want you to be a part of Master's Commission. And I looked at him, I was like, uh. I smiled. You know, it was nice. But in my head, I was like laughing, like hysterically. I was like, uh, no, no, thank you. I, you know, I grew up in church. I, my dad was in ministry. And I was just over it. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this Christian life. I'm over it. I'm going to go live my own life. And so I was just like, uh, no, thank you. But let's just say God's laughing now because when I was 25, he's like, I'm going to have you intern for three years. And guess who's in ministry now? So God obviously has a plan. But back then, I didn't realize it. I was just so focused on myself. And, you know, like, I was like, okay, God, um, I'm just going to do my own thing. So what he wanted was like all the way down here and what I wanted was all the way up here. And then not only was I focused on myself, I was just focused on others and what others were saying. I got to the point where I was even afraid to share the gospel. I was afraid to talk about Jesus because I let the negative thoughts and what people were saying affect me. Instead of listening to Jesus, I listened to them. I listened to my own voices. And then also I was just focused on my failures. I knew I messed up. I knew I wasn't a good Christian. And I got to this point where I didn't even think God loved me anymore. I was like, Lord, I'm not worthy of your love. I'm not good enough. I can't be a leader. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I was just in this deep, dark place in depression. I just remember one time I was in my car and I was crying out and yelling at God. I was like, Lord, I know you don't even hear my cries. Because I know you don't care about me. I know you don't love me. I know I'm not good enough. I messed up too much much and I was just crying out to him but I thought he didn't hear me and about a week later so I came to church and pastor spoke a word over me he had no clue about my situation but he said I feel like God is saying in the middle of your disappointment he hears your cry and in that moment I will never forget it my whole perspective changed I was like God loves me. Even when I failed, God loves me. 
You are not a lost cause. I just want some of you here to hear that today. Maybe you think you are. You are not a lost cause. I don't care what anyone has said about you. I don't care what your friends, your family members, what you have said about yourself. You are chosen and you are worthy of God's love no matter what season you are in in your life. And when my perspective changed, I was like, God, I no longer want to just have the title Christian. Because I feel like a lot of us in this day and age just want the title. We don't want to put in the work. We just want the title. Just let's just say I'm a Christian. Like I said, I was like, I was a Christian, but I wasn't walking in the ways of Christ whatsoever. But I was like, God, I want to do all that you have called me to do. I want to be like Paul. And I don't want just to have the title. And I feel like oftentimes our Christian walk can look more like the wedding day. How many of you remember when you got married, your wedding day, right? It was magical. I just remember it was almost four years ago when I married my husband. And, you know, the wedding day isn't as much as your control, well, the woman's control, as possible, right? The only thing you can't control is this weather because it's crazy. But it is all in your control. You know, what you say happens. It's all about the bride and groom. It's dressed up. You wear your best. Your best dress. People bring you presents. It's awesome, and they come and see you. It's all about you two. If something goes wrong, like I'm pretty sure something went wrong, but you know, I was like, oh, Chrissy is awesome. She's got this under control. And I'm over here just in like, you know, happy fairy tale land because you're just focused on you two, and that's it. That's your only focus. But I feel like what God is wanting is our Christian walk to look more like and resemble when you first have your child. Maybe some of you are like, I don't have children yet, but just listen. I remember when I first had my son, he's two years now, two years old, and the best day of my life. But guess what? It wasn't dressed up whatsoever. I did have Miss Kylie over here uh, curl my hair, and I had my makeup all done. I was like, I'm looking fresh. I was like, I was looking good. I thought my son's going to look at me and be like, ooh, look how beautiful my mama is. And I didn't know what to expect. How many of you know when you have a child, you can't control when they're going to come? So future parents out there, you might try to control it, but you can't. They're going to come when they want to come. And I had my child a week early. I was induced. Like I said, I had no clue. I didn't know what to expect. And um, 12 hours of labor, let's just say there was no longer any makeup. My hair was a hot mess. I didn't even bring a ponytail because I just thought it was just going to stay beautiful and curly. And so my poor nurse was like, here you go, honey. Uh, you need this ponytail. I'll help you out. And I was like, thanks. But, you know, it wasn't dressed up. It was real. It was vulnerable. In that moment, I fell in love with my husband. In that moment, I learned more about him and about myself. And I learned that I had to completely surrender everything to Christ. Because we had a scare. Kyle couldn't breathe. I was contracting every 30 seconds. And he couldn't breathe. And so the doctors, next thing you know, I just look up and all these nurses and doctors were in. And then they called my doctor in from home and they're putting me on oxygen. And my husband just leaned over and he put his hand on my stomach and he just started to pray. And I was like, okay, this isn't in my control, God, but I trust you. I truly trust you. And my focus is just going to be on you, Father. And you know what? It was hard. It was scary. It was painful. But the moment I laid my son on my chest, I was overwhelmed with love and joy 
It was the best day of my life. And you know what? I would choose that day over my wedding day, any day. And I feel like that's what God is wanting our Christian walk to look like. You know what? Being a Christian is not easy. And this world is so sick of fake Christians. They want real. They want vulnerable. They don't want it to be dressed up. They don't want it to be all about you. They need you to be honest and saying, hey, I don't have this figured out. But the one thing that I do has is Jesus. And I know he has it figured out. And I put all my faith and all my trust in him and him only. And you know what? When you become a Christian, in the beginning, it's going to be awesome. It's like that wedding day. You know, the best day of your life when you accept Christ in your heart. But from there on out, you're eventually going to have to go deeper, go to the next level. In every season, you have to go to the next level. And there's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be pain. Things are going to come your way. The enemy is going to attack. But it's going to be full of love and joy as well because you have Christ with you everywhere you go. It's just when we take our focus off of ourselves and focus on him, we discover more and more about ourselves. We learn to truly love who God has designed us to be. And that is what he wants. You know, we are in this fully known, fully loved year, the word over our church. And I don't know about you, but it's, it's been rough. Uh, it, yeah, it's just been rough. And I'm like, Lord, okay, I, I love this word. When we first, you know, when pastor first mentioned it, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I love this. Now I'm like, uh, no, take it back. I don't want it anymore. Because, you know, in order to know that you're fully known and fully loved, you have to discover everything about yourself. You can't hide anything from God. You know, it's so easy. You know, it's easy to hide from others, but it's really easy to try to hide from God. He sees you. And so he's wanting you to pull back all the layers. And when you put your focus on him, you discover more and more about yourself every single day. Even the things you don't want to know about yourself, you discover. And that's okay. We need to know the good and the bad about ourselves so we can work on it every single day. Like it says, he renews your spirit every single day. And I'm just going to read in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 13 through 17. And it says, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all have died to our old life. He died to everyone. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Your past is in your past. Some of you might be, have been so focused on your past and your mistakes, you're like, God, I can't be a leader. Your past is in your past. It is gone. Stop focusing on it. Let go of that and start focusing on what God has called you to do and all he wants you to do through you. And, you know, like I said, it's so easy just to, to lose our perspective. And earlier this morning, actually before first service, 
that almost happened, you know, like I said, with the rain and everything going on. And then right before worship happened, the power just flipped off. And I was like, Jesus, pastor's not here. What am I going to do? And, you know, all of a sudden, my, my focus was shifted. And I was more concerned of, like, about the lights and the microphone and everything else. And I was distracted. And that's exactly, you know, what I'm speaking about. It's not about a performance. You know, God can still be God without lights. God can still be God without a worship team. God can still be God without me. God is always going to be God, and he's going to bring what he has to say no matter what happens in our lives. But I have a great example of when your perspective is off and like I said, I have a two-year-old son, and he's just going to have to deal with this whole life of me using him as an example in everything because it's awesome. But I just want you to put a picture up here really quick of my cute little boy. Look at this. I know, those chunky cheeks. Anyways, here comes the mom voice. But um, he's in his little GMC truck, his Yaya and Pops. They got it for his birthday, and it matches his dad's truck. And I want you to know, when he got this truck, he was in love. He's like, I am the man, and, you know, riding around in that thing. But his favorite thing about the truck was the doors. So he would open one door, get in, sit down, close it, open another door, get out, close it, go all the way around, open it, sit down, close it, open it. It was like over, I'm not joking, over and over again. I'm like... Dude, you know this truck goes like two miles per hour. You're legit. Why are you just opening the doors back and forth? And he was just obsessed with it. So um, after that, it was probably a week later, they said my son loves cars, trucks, airplanes, all that, good, all that stuff he loves. And my husband happens to get him a car every time he goes to Walmart. There's just a new one that just magically shows up. And um, so he has lots of them, but he got him this new little car. And the cool thing about it was the doors actually opened on it. So I'm going to show you two clips of my son, and then I'll explain more. Guys, <laughs> it's not like you're... I'm so sorry. You can't get inside that car. It's not like you're... <laughs> Come here. You can't fit inside the car. That video will never get old, especially when I show him when he's an adult. But you know what? <laughs> I'm such a loving parent. Parenting's awesome. You know, I should have been consoling him, but I'm like, ooh, let's film this, and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> at first I had no clue what he was doing I was like why is he trying to put his foot in there but since the doors open on the side of the car this kid thought that he could fit in it he's like well I wasn't I'm just thinking in his little two-year-old brain he's like well I was able to fit in my truck the doors open so I should be able to fit in this little bitty car so then he started getting really mad I didn't show the video I think where he try to throw the car at me, but he was getting so mad and he was so frustrated because he couldn't get in the car because he's like, wait, it did this last week. Why can't it do it now? It should be the exact same. And you know, 
Even though it's a funny little video of my two-year-old son and you're thinking, what in the world was he thinking? It's the same in our lives. Like I said, when I look back on my past, I'm like, what were you thinking? Who in the world were you dating? Sometimes I'm like, girl, you are just dumb. But you know what? It's true. In our daily lives, we look back in the past, we're like, what were you thinking? But when we put our focus on God, he lets you know you, when you focus on him, and you're able to be like, wow, if I would have just trusted you in that moment, if I would have just trusted you through the process, you know, maybe it worked in the past, what you're doing worked in the past, but doesn't mean it's going to work where you are right now. So maybe some of you are just walking in frustration because you're like, God, this worked in the past. Why isn't it working now? And you're like my son who was mad at me and mad at the car in the video, and you're just mad at God. You're like, I just don't understand. Why isn't this working now? Because just because it worked then doesn't going to mean it works now. So stop trying to be like my kid and fit in that car because you're never going to fit in it. Stop trying to make something work just because you want it to. In that moment when you're getting frustrated, because you know God's real, it's okay. He can handle your emotions. When you're frustrated with him, be open, be honest with him. Be like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to think, is my perspective off? Do I have the right perspective? When this person offended me last week, was my perspective a little off, God? Was I being like Jesus? Instead of focusing and putting all your attention toward the offense or whatever you're facing, put your attention on him and he will give you the right eyes to see what he wants you to see. He will give you the right view, the right perspective. He is just calling us to so much more and just preparing, like I said, preparing for this message. It just, it was difficult. And I, I was losing focus constantly because it was so heavy on my heart. And I feel like there's so many of us struggling with this right now. I feel like a lot of us, our focus has shifted and God is just trying to bring us back. And he's trying to bring us back to the basics, which is the word of God. Not about the performance of everything, but the word of God that will last forever. And right now, I just want you all to stand. And maybe you're saying, I've been there or I'm there right now. And I am ready to just have my focus back. My perspective has been off and I've lost my focus. It's just been on things or on people, Lord. And I am ready to put my focus solely on you and what you want me to do. I just want you to raise your hand. I'm there. My focus has been so off this past year. And I'm just being honest with you guys. I've just been in a place where I've constantly just been questioning God and doubting God. And I'm like, Lord, I don't understand. I was asking him, God, it's been a, a little over a year. Why have I, why can I have another child? Why is it so difficult this time? Everyone's having babies all around me. What's wrong with me? And I was mad at God and I've been frustrated with him. But instead of focusing on the problem, I've learned in the midst of this, I need to focus on the King, the Savior. And he said, Haley, I am with you and I've been with you through this whole process. I just need you to trust me. And I feel like some of you today are needing to hear that. Just trust him. It's so easy to say, but it's another thing to believe. 
than when you truly trust Jesus with all of your heart. And when you find yourself where you're feeling lost, where you're feeling broken, know that you can turn to him no matter what. And he will give you the right frame of mind. He will give you the right perspective. Let's just, I just feel like taking this moment to just listen to him. His presence is in this place. He's trying to have a conversation with some of you right now. perspective father I just pray Lord that you'll give strength to every person here and courage and wisdom to do all you have called them to do maybe they just feel lost and they feel broken and they just feel like they're at this crossroads Lord I just pray right now in this moment you will meet them where they're at father and let them know you're right beside them Let them know that you've never given up on them. You have never stopped caring for them or believing in them. And I just pray that you give them the hope to keep fighting, to keep moving forward. Because you have called them for so much more than what they're walking through right now. And if they just learn to believe it and to believe the words you speak over us, you speak life. You say we are chosen. You say we are worthy. You say we are your child, your son and your daughter. So I just pray, Father, that we will always go back to you, Jesus. That we will always have a godly perspective And when it's off, we'll come back to you and we'll be renewed in you, Father. So thank you, Lord, for your grace, your love, and your kindness that you give us every single day. And thank you that you're taking us each to the next level. We are going deeper and growing deeper in who you have called us to be. In Jesus' mighty name. Before we worship a little more, I just want to give you your action point, and it's Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. It says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So I just want you to reflect over this verse this week. When you can feel yourself losing your focus, go back and read this verse over and over again. Because you know, every week there's something new. We face different things. So just always go back to the word of God and what he has to say.